please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Woo! Ah. Welcome, welcome once again. We are so happy to have you with us. Let's go around and introduce our monorail co-pilots for today. Starting with the person across. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Garrett. Garrett's not across from me. He jumped in when when I wasn't ready for it. You were looking at me. Okay. And now this one. Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) And now the person across. No, I'm Justin. And then you. Oh, it's me. Mario. Oh. Oops. We are all here today and very excited to be back once again. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, this is, well, kind of regularly scheduled. One of the things we didn't do before August started was the August preview, so we're going to kind of squeeze that in today, because today is Monday, August 13th, and we're mid-month, but I thought, you know what, we're going to do the August preview anyway, because there's a lot of big things that are happening coming up yeah. very soon. Everybody wants to know. And I want to talk about them. What episode number is this, do you think? 14. I, no, no. I think it's 17. What? I think it is. I'm going to say uh, let's all let's, let's all guess. Let's all guess really quick. Garrett, what episode number do you think it is? 100. Garrett's okay. wrong. <laughs> if we're playing by Price is Right... I'm going to uh, say 16 or 18 rules. and just go directly around that, so I'll be the closest <laughs> to right. It's 17. Episode Dang. 17. I nailed it. Nailed it. it. Well, you know, I was right. Can I don't curse on this show. I said, dang it. Dang oh. it's not a curse word. This is a family podcast, McKenna. You better watch your voice. Heck. Voice? Watch your voice and the words that your voice uses. Watch yourself. Yeah. Heck. Garrett, that's strike two. <laughs> you, jumped, you jumped in when McKenna was supposed to introduce herself, and now you're cursing. Okay, so for the August preview, we're going to start with events. Mm, there are nice. a few things happening. I know isn't the food and wine. Well. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Spoiler alert. You're getting to the end of my list because I want to talk about what's happening mid-month first. Gotcha. So the Disney's After Hours Party is happening August 11th, which is, t- well, two days ago as you listen to this. And then also on the 30th. So you got one more chance in August to do the after hours party. We did it. We should should do like a full after hours review at some point. Yeah. Um, But if you don't want to do the after hours party, you could do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party because that's that's starting this month. It starts on the 17th. Oh, yeah, because it starts super early. Yeah. (laughs) 17th. And then there will also be a party on the 24th, the 28th, and the 31st. And then, Miss Spoiler Alert, Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival kicks off on August 30th. I mean, come on. I really want to go. I'm kind of jealous of some of the people I know that are going, so I hope to hear from them on how it goes. Yeah, it's a good one. We went 
four years ago, and so it's time to go back. Um, to let's the food do mall. it. Here's another thing I wanted to add, and I've got a little more to say about this. So this is a mid-month event. I actually had not heard about this, but apparently it's the third year in a row that Disney will be doing this. It's an annual photo pass day. So this event is on August 19th. It's a one-day event, and historically, it's allowed guests to take free photo pass pictures at designated spots around Walt Disney World, as well as get some shots with rare and hard-to-find characters. Oh, wow. Here we go. Oh, one of the things I want to mention, too, is apparently this year they're introducing digital characters as well. No, like, I'm, what rare characters? I'm about to okay, tell you. Okay, I want you to tell me now. Uh, it, here it comes. Tell Good me now, grief. right now. You're, that's strike two for <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't. Grounded forever. Oh, strike one. You cursed. I didn't say a curse word. And All right. <laughs> at Disney Springs, it sounds like it's just digital stuff. So Peter Pan's shadowy magic shot between the Lego store and World of Disney. And then you can do an original selfie magic shot outside of the Disney PhotoPass studio. And then special balloons virtual background at the Disney PhotoPass studio. At Animal Kingdom, you can meet Bolt. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's so cool. Garrett, Bolt was an old favorite of yours. Bolt was awesome. Yeah. Discovery Island Trail, you'd be able to meet Bolt. You can also meet Baloo and King Louie. Baloo. Mm Mm-hmm. At Upcountry Landing in Asia. But Baloo's more of a treasured character to me than King Louie is. I mean, King Louie's cool and all. He was kind of like you. Kind of a kidnapper. Well, yeah. (laughs) He was kind of a villain in the movie, but he's fun. He's He's, cool. I like his song. He's a fun. He's not a serious villain. He's the fun villain. Yeah. He wants the power of man's red flower. Yeah, but like... He's going to burn everything down. He's crazy. There was a more serious villain in the Jungle Book. (laughs) There were two more serious... Are you talking about Ka? There's nothing to be... There's nothing to fear about Ka. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Ka. Nobody else. Okay. (laughs) Anyway... Um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie magic shot in Dino Land. We actually we got that magic that. shot. Yeah. yeah. So. It's cute. A Kevin magic shot near up. Oh, Kevin, our friend. That yeah. jumps off yes, me. Kevin <laughs> from the Mouse Knows Best podcast. You, he will be in your picture digitally. Don't hang out with him too long. He'll make, make you run everywhere. There's a Russell's grape soda bottle cap pin prop ah. n- near up. Finding Nemo prop near Finding Nemo the musical. And then. A Kilimanjaro Safari's prop near the attraction entrance. Those are just props, though. Yeah, but you okay. get to use them in the pictures. Yeah. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, you get to meet Jawas. Oh! At Star cool. Wars Launch Bay. Uh, there's going to be a Rizzo magic shot near Muppet what? Vision. Rizzo? Yeah. Rats that can cook. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Green Army Man magic shot near the entrance to Slinky Dog. Um, a Hollywood Tower Hotel luggage prop on Sunset Boulevard. Okay. That's cool. And then... Beauty and the Beast light painting next to the Theater of the Stars. I don't know what a light painting means, but That's I guess... That's interesting. Yeah. Is it like... It could be... No. Like oh. the stained glass, but not really. Well, the Disney, uh, the, the Disney Channel thing where they they have that lightsaber and they draw the Mickey <laughs> yeah, could be. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Here's a cool one. In Epcot, you can meet Cruella DeVille. <gasps> In the UK. Ooh. That'd be cool. Or you can meet Jafar in Morocco. Ooh. Oh, Jinx, stop copying <laughs> me. <laughs> then there's an original oh, selfie magic shot in France. Uh, world Traveler magic shot. Why isn't Ratatouille in France? At all 11 countries. Baby group magic shot in Future World East. 
and Finding Nemo prop near the seas and Spaceship Earth prop near the attraction entrance. At Magic Kingdom, meet Pinocchio and Geppetto oh. near Pinocchio Village House. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Dole Whip Magic Shot across yeah. from Sunshine <laughs> Tree Terrace. <laughs> Dumbo Magic Shot near Dumbo. Mickey Mouse Magic Shot on the bridge near Fairytale Garden. Jungle Cruise Prop near the attraction. And a Pretzel Pop Prop. Pretzel Prop. <laughs> that's, that's easy for me to say. Pretzel Prop near the Purple Wall in Tomorrowland. Gary likes pretzels. Pretzels are awesome. Yeah. A lot of peas. A lot of peas. I'm, I'm testing out our pop filters today. Hey, I have a question for McKenna real quick. Do you remember meeting Remy the Rat and Emil when we went to Magic Kingdom when you were little? I actually do. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. I do remember that. You're pretty thrilled. <laughs> and you had no idea how important they would be to your life at that time, probably. No. They're so so big in my life these days. They're icons. I, they're on. They're definitely on McKenna's her own Mount Rushmore in her head. Yeah. Remy for sure. And then Rizzo maybe. Any yeah. other rats on the Mount Rushmore of cooking to, rats? I'll have to think about it and come back to you. Okay. Pizza rat. <laughs> Pizza rat would be up there. Okay. Um, so that's the events. I think the photo pass day sounds pretty cool. I like it when, you know, hard to find characters come out and you can get pictures with them. That's yeah, that's a cool thing to do. We, that is pretty cool. We had some, um, when we did the Pirates and Princesses party, like the Wicked Stepsisters were out and mm-hmm. the Stepmom from Cinderella and then Remy and Emil. Um, and I don't remember who else, but there were quite a few that weren't normal. That was pretty cool. So that was the events calendar. Now we're just going to talk quickly about refurbishments. In the Magic Kingdom, Stitch is still down for the count. We don't know when he's coming back. I Maybe mean, not ever. I think that you don't need to announce that. I'm just saying. Month. Your next announcement should be what it becomes. Okay, fine. <laughs> Liberty Square Riverboat is expected to be back at any time. But here's a new one. Be Our Guest Restaurant will be closed from August 20th to the 25th. I think that I'm not sure exactly why, but oh, okay. just doing some sort of a refurb in there. Okay. Actually, no other closings in any other park to talk about. But I wanted to add this because I'm excited for why it's happening. The Walt Disney World Railroad will be closed starting in December 2018 and is not scheduled to reopen until summer 2019. Do you know why? No. I know why. I know why, I think. Why? Is it because the Tron ride? That's exactly why. It's because they are starting construction on the Tron coaster. So the railroad is going to be... Tron? No, the the railroad has to close because Tron is going to be outside of the current footprint of the Magic Kingdom oh, near Space Mountain. So they're going to have so, to move it? No, no, no. So they would have to, it's going to go, kind of the entrance will go across the tracks to mm. get to it, I think. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's somehow going to interfere with the current path of the railroad. So they have to shut it down temporarily just while they do whatever they need to do. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I read an article about the the closing of the railroad. Nice. Garrett's staying on top of the Disney news. Look at you I go. appreciate that. It was because it was on the front page of my Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that is exactly why. Um, they're also going to be closing the Tomorrowland Speedway at some point in um, 2019, early 2019. Also because of the Tron construction, but it's just temporary. It, they're not expected to change it in any way. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it might change the path a little bit, but that's it. Okay. A um, couple other things that are going away 
Maybe for good. I hope not for good. Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live ends August 20th. We yep. didn't even get to see it. Well, we knew it was a summer thing, and we probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. This one is going away, but it's coming. It's it's because there's a new show coming in behind it. The Disney Junior Live on Stage will end officially September second. Okay. And then the Incredible Summer Event ends on September fourth. So, all that. We when we were in Magic Kingdom, the only thing that we really took advantage of was they had like some photo pass spots for the Incredible Summer. Yeah. Um, event, and we got a Frozone picture. Which was pretty cool. They had another one with the, uh, what do they call those robots that... The Omnidroids? Omnidroids, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that one. Because we saw a PhotoPass guy over manning that that spot. And then when we went to go get our picture made, nobody was there. Yeah. So we missed that one. Yeah. I guess we could have done it ourselves, but what's the fun in that? Um, Okay. So those are the news and refurbishments for August. Um, In a couple weeks, we'll have to talk about September. That's crazy. Time is... (laughs) Flying, like, yeah. no joke. McKenna's a senior and Garrett's in eighth grade. What the heck? I know. It's ridiculous. But uh, what can you do? I got a couple pieces of news I want to throw at you guys. Throw it away. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> throw it Jeez, away. okay. <laughs> Just That's put it right in I'm, the trash. That is definitely not how I meant that. I don't know. I don't take that. Um, okay. They are, apparently Disney, the Walt Disney World Resort, is enhancing the Wi-Fi service. Oh, nice. It's going to be rolled out across all the Walt Disney World Resort hotels, and they're starting with Port Orleans French Quarter, and but uh, it will eventually spread out to the rest of the hotels. I'm excited about this because, as we talked about with Kevin and we experienced it ourselves, the Wi-Fi at the hotels is spotty. Well, I was able to work... From the room, sitting in the room. Oh, yeah. But if you were walking around, what I hope they address is, as I was walking around Pop Century's, you know, entire acreage, you would lose it completely. Yeah. You know, in spots. And I was close to buildings. So, I hope that helps. And then, it's not fast. No. I mean, but, I I mean, I sent a lot of documents over email and it worked fine for me. Yeah. It could be better. Yeah. It wasn't great. So one of the things that happens when your phone or whatever device you're using is kind of struggling to find signal, it eats up the battery. So it will help battery concerns a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the My Disney Experience app is still pretty taxing on the battery. But if you're having those issues, fuel rods are a great option. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that when we were talking about a trip report. We did go ahead and get a couple fuel rods. Yeah. They, uh, they saved my phone a couple times. They saved McKenna from a breakdown a couple of times. <laughs> oh, shush. McKenna, once we got them, McKenna and I used them every day because obviously I was on the app all day trying to check our plans and all that sort of thing and playing the Play Disney Parks app. Um, it ate up the battery and we needed them. I will say this. My battery got down to, I think it was like 25% at one point, plugged in the fuel rod and it only took me up to what, 85 one time I was, was at, at 20 and I got up to 70. Yeah. So that's the thing. But they're very easy as long as there are kiosks around yeah. to go. You press the swap button, you drop it in. Yeah. Um, and then it spits out a new one as long as everything's working like it should. I experienced in more than one place, just to give you all a little insight about these fuel rod kiosks. You have two options. There's a little touch screen. You, you press buy or swap. And when you buy, you can buy up to four at a time. 
For some reason, swiping your credit card to purchase the fuel rods is very tricky. When McKenna and I were trying to buy the fuel rods and her phone was like literally about to die, I was racing the clock trying to get this fuel rod purchased. Every time I swipe, it was like a card read error. And it took me, what, 10 times? So then, and that was at Disney Springs. Yeah, we were waiting at Morimoto for you guys. Well, when we were in Animal Kingdom... We witnessed, um, there was a lady that was trying to purchase a fuel rod, and she had the same issue with the card reader. It kept having it. So you just got to have a magic touch, and I I don't have it, I guess. Well, I probably do. I'm pretty magical. All right. Other thing I wanted to tell you guys about, this is something I know you're going to be excited about. You're probably going to be angry we missed it. A new restaurant has opened up at Disney Springs. Uh... It's called Chicken Guy, with an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new, fast, casual restaurant in the town center neighborhood, and this restaurant was a collaboration between celebrity chef Guy Fieri. Are you care- Are you? Are you kidding me? And restaurateur Robert Earl. They it features hand pounded, breaded, <laughs> breaded fresh each day chicken tenders. Can you buy flame shirts there? I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh, Guy oh. Fieri, come on, it's Guy Fieri, come on, mom, <laughs> whatever. So what a hero, it's, Guy Fieri. It's chicken tenders, but you can get them on like sandwiches, and you can either get them fried or grilled. It features twenty varieties of house-made sauces, including donkey sauce. Oh. In case you were wondering, Guy Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Shrek. No, that's not. That's and you get works. with your tenders, you get a choice of two sauces, or. You can get a big old chicken sandwich called the Big Bite B-L-A-T. Okay. Try to guess what's on that. Bacon, lettuce, and a... What's a... B-L-A... Um, Alamo. Avocado. Alo- Avocado. Tomato and creamy buttermilk ranch sauce. Okay, here's my unpopular opinion. Avocados taste like dirt, and I hate them. Oh, whatever. They're delicious. They're gross. I thought no. the A was aloe. Aloe. That, that I was do an like aloe cool as you well. Um, You're so gross. Soothe the inside. Given the oh, op- tuna. given the choice, I would have still went with Morimoto. Oh yeah, this would and this would be like a lunch kind of thing, like a quick lunch. This wouldn't be dinner. I wouldn't even. I don't know. There I was like go. some pig place there. Yeah, I would definitely polite go, pig. Yeah, I would go there over no. the chicken. I would. What go about to the, the chicken da- place? What about the daily poutine? Um, oh, or poutine. Yeah. I would definitely yeah. do some poutine. Um, I want to tell you about the sides they're going to have. Okay. Fries with signature seasoning. Okay. Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese. Is everything at a Guy Fieri restaurant annoying? Yes. Yeah. And okay. by the way, that, I bet that chicken's gangster, my man. <laughs> you know his signature seasoning on his fries is just Lowry seasoning salt. Probably. That's what everybody says. Um, <laughs> he's going to have loaded fries smothered in SMC. Can you guess what SMC is? You're going to hate it. Smoked Munster? No. Cheese. SMC. Smoked steamed mustard. <laughs> no, S is sauce. M, mustard. Nope. <laughs> no. It's mayonnaise. Let me put Ooh. you out of your misery. Okay. Super melty cheese. Uh, really? It would be cool uh, if it was like really? smoked monster and, cheese. And- That'd be different topped hey. with chopped grilled chicken bacon and green onions it he sounds delicious but it's just annoying he's just so cringy <laughs> i know that's why his i love hair. him I he's love guy, guy ferrari he once signed a frozen meal 
and threw it into the crowd. <laughs> it was <What>? amazing. <laughs> like, uh, why do you do that? Like, flash frozen dinner that you can buy. That might hurt someone. I think it was like a lean cuisine because he was at some lean cuisine event and threw oh it. Oh my gosh. So, the other thing they're going to offer is they will have salad bowls. And lastly, Flavor Town frozen treats. Flavor yeah, Town. What are the Flavor Town? What's what is it? Let's it's, let Guy Fieri take you to Flavor Town. Guy Fieri, mom, you're why is it Fieri? McKinney. Because he's it's Italian Ferrari. or something. Fieri. You guys need to start calling him Ferrari. For, Ferrari. No, Ferraris are really cool. He pronounces his name. His name Guy is Guy Fieri. Ferrari. It's he Guy Fieri. He's extra. Yeah, and that's why it's fun. So those were Don't the be extra. those were the things I wanted to bring to you. Um, you know, I think we didn't miss out. I think we're all right. Although I do love I, I do love some out. good crispy chicken tendies, but no. McDonald's can hook or me grilled. up. Grilled, I, I could go for a grilled Are chicken you, tendy. So I thought you were thinking we didn't miss out overall on the trip. No, I meant the, I just meant because okay. of chicken guy. Because I was gonna say I think we missed out on the food and wine festival. Well, yeah. But I've definitely heard some of our friends on Twitter are going mm-hmm. and have want to hear about it. Um, oh yeah, I'd love to hear what they say how that went. We're gonna have to live vicariously through our Disney Twitter family. They yeah. should go to Chicken Guy and tell me how Guy Fieri's food is. That's okay. We I'm don't. Sure some people we don't Fieri. think they need to go. <laughs> I think everyone should go, and we go should all Morimoto. make fun of Guy Fieri together. <laughs> I don't want to say Fieri. I think if you go in there, you've got to wear, like McKenna said, like a one of those uh, bowling style button up flame shirts, and you've got to have your you got to have your tips frosted, and you got to have a visor on. Yeah. Um, Guy Fieri wears those flame shirts because he would wear t-shirts in the beginning, and they're like, "We got to class you up." Oh, that's so classier. Someone that sent him one of those shirts once. And he wore it, and then it, they never stopped. That's his thing. Yeah, it well. became his thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not the Guy Fieri or Guy Fieri podcast. Nope. This is the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, and I, I and I think a Guy it's time. Podcast. I think it's time that the monorail hits the station and moves on to M34D. So, unless you guys have anything else for the news section, any other comments? Send me rats that can cook, please, <laughs> on Twitter. I would love. You're to not see on them. Twitter. I'll go. And I'll do it. I'll. I just oh, want some. I'm on Twitter. Code. We should say Garrett Monorail has joined Twitter. Yep. He's linked in the bio. If you want to follow him, and don't forget about his YouTube channel, Gummy Bear King. He wants you to know about it. And now we've plugged it again. Right. And I don't do anything else outside of this podcast except you work, work, <laughs> work, 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 work. On Twitter, I usually Cash just money. post drawings and or pictures, pictures of birds, of animals. Garrett loves birds. If if you guys didn't know this already. He's a big bird guy. Yeah, birds are awesome. Specifically big bird. <laughs> You're big bird? That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Next stop, M34D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. 
Oh, it feels good to get back into an M3-4D session. It's been a while. It's been a while. And, uh, you know, I can never do these on my own. How could we possibly have a Disney deep dive without the man himself, the Dawes? So joining me today is Landon, the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Duff beer for me. Duff beer for you. Wait, sorry. No, we're going to get to the letter. I am so glad to be back in my section of the Monday morning monorail. Of course, that is the middle part, AKA the fun V of the Monday morning monorail. Of course, this is also known as the part that didn't get to go to Disney. So how was that buddy? <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that shout out to uh, your uh, episode last week. Hey, by the way, Kevin, you're doing a good job. Yeah, he's all right. He does a pretty good job. Uh, underappreciated. If you want to ask me on his other podcast, the mouse knows best. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's go ahead and start a feud. I'm not trying to feud. I'm just I'm trying to. I'm calling you out. The mouse knows best. <laughs> Come nope. on, you ding dongs. No feud necessary. The the monorail is exactly, big enough for everybody. They know they don't need to step up against the Kangs. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Um, I wanted to ask you: your section of the monorail is this a velvet rope section of the monorail, or is everyone uh, no. welcome? Uh, no, it's uh, it's all welcome, and also we have an open bar. So, you know. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> it would be very popular. I can I can guarantee you if there was a section of the monorail that was pouring drinks. Um, and also, by the way, just uh, just so we're going for that whole retro f- uh, feel, two tables, uh, op- or a uh, smoking section. You know, oh, there you not go. that it's actually going to do any difference because smoke's going to get in the uh, monorail cart. Oh, but, yeah. You know. Everywhere We're going else. for that whole uh, madman-esque feel. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a smoking section of the restaurant, but really as soon as you do, the entire restaurant's a smoking section. Let's just be honest. Exactly. Uh, so, anyway, um speaking of the old days, we're going to jump back to the old days with today's deep dive. As we have been doing, we are continuing our examina- examination of That's not a word. Uh, I made it one. <laughs> of, <laughs> of day one attractions at the Magic Kingdom Park. And similar to uh, some of the other attractions we talked about, this was not a day one Disneyland attraction, but it did open in Disneyland first, and then, of course, it was a day one attraction at Disney World. And Like, honestly, I kind of view this attraction as, like, Disney, like, alpha. It feels that way. It does. And what are we talking about? Let us remove the veil of mystery. We are talking about the one, the only, let's just say it. It's the best dark ride in any Disney park, the best boat ride in any Disney park. It's a small world after all. The happiest. That song is going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Congratulations. What a way to go through a Monday, everybody. That's right. So just small world. Just just now I am going to be fading in the small world song and it is going to play throughout the rest of this segment. So just kick back and enjoy. And we're just going to stop talking. Just listen to the song. Okay, let's start talking again. So this is dubbed by Disney, the happiest cruise that ever sailed. And it has maybe one of the most iconic Disney songs playing throughout the entire ride. Of course, its namesake, It's a Small World. Um, it this You say one of the most iconic. Like mm-hmm. I know I know I love putting you on the spot on the podcast. Um could we do a quick like uh 
you know, top four okay. iconic Disney songs, like maybe maybe a Mount Rushmore of Disney songs. All right. Well, first that comes to mind would be uh, Pirate's Life for Me. Okay. All right. Strong. Grim, like Gin- Grim Grinning Ghost from Haunted Mansion. Okay. That's, the, that's actually the correct number one answer, but continue. Yeah. You've got Small World on there, of course. And then after that, I'm going to go Tomorrow's Child from Space uh, Spaceship Earth. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right then. All right. No, I don't know. Like, what What would you, if you were, you said top four, so you put me on the spot there because I couldn't think of a fourth one. But uh, what's another sing-along? Maybe something from Country Bears or Tiki, 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 what am I thinking? Tiki Room. Yeah, yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna give a shout out to uh, to uh, the Tiki Room. Um, of course, like I said, the correct answer is uh, Grim Grinning Ghost, the Grim Grinning Ghosts from the uh, Haunted Mansion. Uh, I I, can't I got another one. Else you said. I got another one. Great big beautiful tomorrow from Carousel of Progress. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> you gotta have shout that. Carousel of Progress. I like that. Yeah, and then. Even though it's a closed attraction, you probably have the Horizons theme on there. Um, that was one that would stick with you for, for a while, good or bad. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it really feels like you have a story to tell with that. Well, no, but th- the funny thing is, that's the I took a clip from the Horizons theme song, which actually leads into this segment every week. So uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. So Yeah, shout out to our production work. That's right. Good job, me. Um, but anyway, back to small world, you know, we could do, actually, I really like the idea of doing some sort of a, a death match for, um, iconic Disney world songs. Uh, we should probably do that at some point and come up with, I, I think I already know what your champion is, but, but maybe save it for March, but yeah, yeah. Maybe in March we do some kind of theme song showdown. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we can all realize that grim grinning ghost is the best song ever. <laughs> it's a good one. Well, let's talk about the song. Why don't we start there? Uh, well, actually, I like I like to set this up by um, explaining. You didn't start with it's already in the brain. Well, you're right. I I like to start the segment as we dig into these attractions by kind of explaining what they are in case there are people out there who you know maybe they haven't been to Disney yet and they need to know what to expect. Um, I kind of feel like. But even hold if, up, can can I ask a legit yeah. question? I really feel like this is one of these attractions. Even if you haven't been to Disney, you know what it's about. Even if you haven't, you know, gotten in the boat and ridden down uh, down the river, you yeah. you know what this ride and attraction is about. You're right, and that's exactly where I was headed. I was going to say, even if you've never been there, I think you have an idea what small what Small World is. Well, look um, at that. Great yeah, planning. Yeah, we were, we were thinking, we were on the same wavelength right there. But um, just in case, just, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, this is a boat ride. It's, it's a boat ride slash dark ride. It uh, goes on for about 10 minutes. And essentially what you're going to do is you're going to pass by scenes that are broken up into regions and you'll see dolls that are dressed in regional clothing and sing with accents and languages from their, uh, you know, from their home countries. But they're all singing the same song uh, throughout the whole ride so that it ties it all together. The song seamlessly transitions as you, as you ride through the different areas, through the different sections, past the different countries and all their country, the children of those countries uh, from language to language, 
uh, until eventually at the end it culminates with everyone all mixing it up together and they're all in their white and gold <laughs> and it's just a spectacular celebration of all nations but mostly America. Uh, <laughs> yep. Go America. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Yeah. So um, this is one of those rides that I feel like when you go to Disney World, I don't know that you've actually been to Disney World unless you've ridden this ride at least once. Um, because I just can't, I, I don't think you've had the, the full experience. I, I think I, you know, I, I totally get it. If someone says I'm not going to ride small world every single time I go, I get that. I totally get it. But I would say that if you are a fan of Disney, if you're a fan of theme park history, if you're a, a fan of, of, well, I would say history in general, because there's a lot of, there's a lot to appreciate in this ride, then you ought to ride it at least at least once you've got to experience it. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree with you. And uh, I actually lived this exact moment. Uh, about three years ago, I took my cousin Logan to Disney for the very first time. And I'd, I'd been on It's a Small World. And if you've been on Small World, you know, if you've done it once, you've done it, period. <laughs> and you know, it's going to be stuck in your head forever and ever. And anytime you go back on it, it's just going to rewind awaken anything that's been like dormant but that said if you've never been to disney you like i really feel like this is one of these things that you have to do you have to do it's a small world is it the most exciting ride in the world no is it, it, it hell it's not even the most exciting ride inside the park but at the same time like you said if you're a fan of amusement park history or if you're a fan of disney history for that yeah. matter i mean like like it's a small world i feel like is like if if we want to look at Disney like it's a college, I really view like it's a small world is like a one thousand level class. Like like it is it is required for your degree yeah. if you're if you're going to graduate from Disney University. Oh, I really like that approach. I I, I think that that's a nice way to look at it, and I'm on board one hundred percent. Yeah, this feel is feel free to use that. This is one of the freshman classes that everyone's required to take. And, you know, you may not you may not go on to the 200 or 300 level, but you've got to take the 100 level. Which, um, let's, let's be honest. If you've ridden this once, you probably don't have to ride it again unless you just really want to. That's right. And I've ridden it many, many times. Um, as have I. As I, have I, I don't know if it, if I don't know if it's like a OCD compulsion that I'm at Disney and I'm like, I must ride small world. <laughs> Um, I don't know I if I'm under some, I yeah, I don't know if I'm under some trance <laughs> that those demon, uh, cursed dolls have, have put on me and brought me back in there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've gone back time and time again. And of course, you know, this, this most recent trip, which you just referenced, um, we went to the after hours party at the magic kingdom. And so we rode small world with no weight, which is ideal, um, okay. All right. That that is definitely the way to ride it. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't recommend spending some of that very valuable time that you have in an after hours party riding Small World because it's a slow ride, and the whole yeah. time that you're singing "It's a Small World" in your head, you're also going to be thinking, "I could be on Haunted Mansion." And uh, <laughs> I really wish to read the bleep up. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't make the same mistake I did. Um, but well, well, that's good to know, and 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 especially we want to reiterate at least something that I hit on uh, this uh, podcast. The most important 
piece of currency you have when you enter Walt Disney World is time. Yeah, yeah, and that's never more true than when you're at a hard-ticketed after-hours event, which you paid extra money for. Especially when it's on a boat that moves upwards of like a tenth of a mile an hour. You're like, please, good God, <laughs> can we, go. Yeah, can we can we like kick it into overdrive? Who's who's got the throttle on this thing? Let's move. Like I'm pretty sure I know how this ends. Like 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 peace, love, chicken grease. Come on. <laughs> um, but it's still an enjoyable experience. You're gonna smile while you're on the boat. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Like like I said, this is this is some Disney required stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to mention that all seven continents are represented on this boat ride, and you are going Antarctica. Uh, Antarctica is certainly represented on this boat ride. Yeah, that's where the penguins are. Um, well, so I, th- I thought they came from Gotham City. <laughs> They're there too. Um, there's no Batman on this ride, though, but that would make it super cool. Um, yet. There's no Batman yet. Or though he may be there and you just don't know it. So. Uh, oh, that is true. Because he, he is the knight. Yes, yes. I wanted to mention the cultures that are represented on It's a Small World, so you will experience... Far, cultures from far-off locales, I'm taking this wording from the Disney World website, such as Scandinavia, the British Isles, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Africa, Antarctica, South America, Australia, and the South Pacific Islands. And, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking as I was riding through this time is, I wonder, you know, this, this ride was created in the 60s. And just to get into a little bit of the history, it was actually first created for the 1964-65 New York World's Fair. And it was, it was personally overseen by Walt Disney himself in support of the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF. So um, it actually, you know, they developed it. And, and, and Walt's, Walt's first idea for this ride, he was going to call it Children of the World. <laughs> and like many of his first iterations of the ideas for attractions that he wanted to bring to his parks, um, his, his the first draft wasn't the best. He actually initially wanted all the children of the world to be singing their own national anthems. Huh. But as you can imagine... <laughs> that really feels like it would take forever. Well, not only would it take maybe a little bit longer... I mentioned earlier how the song seamlessly blends from one language to another, and it's one melody throughout. That would not be the case if every country was singing its own national anthem in yeah, its own a language. Song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like obviously, if you want to, you know, go for the feeling of uh, building up a, you know, positive feeling towards one's home uh, nation. Cool. But at the same time, if you're standing next to somebody else from a different nation who isn't standing next to another person <laughs> from a different nation, and they're all singing a different song, yeah, I could see how that could get a little bit confusing. Yeah, it would be nightmarish. Not to say today's a sometimes. A cacophony of sound, I think, is what they That's, would call it. That is what they would call it. Um, so instead of doing that, Walt tapped on a couple of his favorite artistic brothers, uh, Robert and Richard Sherman, who were at the time working on Mary Poppins. And he said, I need you to help me create a song for this new attraction. He told them what the idea was. And they wrote a slow, beautiful ballad called It's a Small World. And basically, Walt 
heard it, loved it, and said, I love it. Faster, more intense. <laughs> yeah. What? And, wait. And that's how we wait, got wait. the song we have today. Wait, you're telling me that the It's a Small World We Know as today is just like, what, turned up one and a half speed? Basically, yes. It's just kicked up a notch. Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> Emerald Lagazi said, bam, and this thing got rolling. Man, uh, the things you learn on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know. So, so yeah, it, it, if you can imagine, I, I kind of wonder what that ride would be like um, if you slowed it down to the original speed and it was much more of a, a slow, a romantic question. ballad. Like, like, I mean, you already complained about how it's a long ride. Could you imagine if it's a... It's a small world after all. Be like, oh my dear lord, can we just get out of the boat? Come on. I think it would induce a lot of naps if that were the case. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, Walt Walt wanted it to, to have a much more uh, happy, like energetic tone. So they, they did pick it up a notch and... Um, and now it's it's the current tempo that it is today. One of the interesting facts, I'm going to get back to the question that I set up a minute ago in a moment. But one of the interesting facts that I that I read in doing the research for this is that according to time.com, the song It's a Small World is the most performed song of all time. And um Richard and Robert Sherman or Robert Sherman has made this same claim um and it was estimated that this song has been played 50 million times worldwide on the attraction alone. And the two, it mentions two other songs that are in the running for being the most played songs of all time. And did you did you read this, Landon? Yes, I did. And number two is Esposito. I can't believe. It. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that's 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 not right. Sorry, sorry, I misread that. Oh no, um, the first was "You've Lost That Love and Feeling." Which is a shock Wait, to me. What? Yeah. Uh, I would, no, I would honestly believe Esposito <laughs> over over what, over that one. Are, are, are you serious? I guess Top Gun gets a lot of play on Sunday afternoon or something. I mean, I that song, <laughs> it's a shock. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> it's a shock to me. <laughs> but um, And then the other song is Yesterday, which is a Beatles song, of course. Which, uh, I mean, okay, I get that because, I mean... It's the Beatles. Yeah. And each one each one of those though was estimated to believe believed to have been played at least eight to seven million times respectively. So not even close to it's a small world. I guess we need to build an attraction for you've lost that love and feeling. Seriously, uh we we've clearly uh missed an uh, a audience to tap into. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Um so we talked a little bit about it. Uh, you, you you mentioned that this is a freshman level class for those who want to graduate from Disney Parks University. <laughs> and part of the reason is, well, we already mentioned them. The Sherman brothers had their hand in this ride. But another reason would be some of the other hands that are brought in, all Disney legends. And the first I want to mention is the art director who worked on It's a Small World, and that was Mary Blair. And... Mary Blair, you would have seen her influence in Disney animated features such as Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. You can also see a beautiful mo mosaic that she was responsible for in the Grand Canyon Concourse of the Contemporary Resort. Um, 
And then she was the one that really designed the aesthetic and the look of It's a Small World. So um, another touch of a Disney legend influencing this attraction. The other person, the other people, excuse me, that I wanted to mention. <laughs> I've got more to list. Uh, Raleigh Crump designed the toys and other supplemental figures that you'll see. The animated dolls were designed and sculpted by Blaine Gibson. And apparently Walt was actually personally involved with Gibson um, developing the doll's facial design. And, and this was an interesting fact that I read. Each animated doll face is completely identical in shape, which is a little... Wow. Uh, speaking of OCD, that's a, that's a little OCD. <laughs> you say OCD, but on the flip side... Have you seen how much they charge people to get into this park? <laughs> I I demand symmetry. Okay, fair enough. You'll appreciate this attention to detail then. For the attire that the dolls wear, Alice and Mark Davis were actually responsible for designing those all of the outfits that Disney actually the seamstresses actually gathered and sewed every single costume by hand. They used authentic materials for each one of the costumes that were actually native to the regions for which they were putting together a costume. Wow. So hand put together costumes. Yeah. And and you thought Jeez. and you thought it was tedious putting leaves on the Swiss family treehouse. <laughs> you know, you did just put everything into perspective. <laughs> Actually, I do think putting those leaves on would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, that, <laughs> that just seems like, like, hey, you want to work at Disney? Well, guess what? This is like a monkey's paw wish. Oh, man. Yeah. You might just get what you ask for. So... We're you wish upon us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is this really the happily ever after you want... Um, no, it's not. Welcome to indentured servitude. <laughs> so this ride very popular. It, as we say, it's a staple of of the Disney experience, and it is not only in Walt Disney World and and Disneyland in California. It actually also exists at Tokyo Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland. So it is truly everywhere, all over the world. People are riding this ride, getting the song stuck in their head, and and yep. you know ruining their nightmares for the rest of their lives. Well, I think that'll cover it's a small world for today. Um guys, it's it's a it's an icon. It's a legend. You got to do it and it is definitely going to come up again because I really like the idea of the the Disney attraction theme song death match or showdown or contest of champions and we're going to we're going to do that coming up in the future. So Stay Let's just tuned. be honest. You're you're on board with anything that enters. It's a small world, and it has death associated. Yeah, with. it's a, it's a really nice contradiction. Con, like, contrast. And also, dear Lord, like I'm I'm gonna go get a spoon and see if I can dig this song out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, Landon, I appreciate you uh, suffering through it with me this evening, but it's always a labor of love, and of course, you are always a welcome co-pilot on the monorail. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you where else you can get more of Landon. Um, he has a, a one centralized location where you can locate all of his amazing content, and that's buttmuchchips.com. And there you can find the amazing WWE-themed wrestling podcast, Near Fall Radio. And then also you'll be able to find Got Talk, 
Game of Thrones Talk, which is all about the award-winning series Game of Thrones. Landon is on Twitter, at Landoz, and he shows up here every week, so we can't get away from him. Um, yeah, unless you go on vacation, which, by the way, how was your vacation? It was good, man. I appreciate you asking, and, and uh, you know... Very cool. What'd you bring me? Uh, uh, pleasant uh, recollections of memories. All uh, right, screw this. This segment's over. Cut my mic. <laughs> All right. This has been another M34D. We're going to take a break when we come back. I said cut my mic. Segment three at Landau's. (laughs) Bye-bye. Welcome back to Monday Morning Monorail. Hope you enjoyed M34D. Today, we were talking Small World. Okay, so Small World, I am one of those people that I think it's cute um, in the beginning. Like, I thought it was cute, but then while I'm on the ride, I'm like, oh my gosh, please make the song end. Yeah. It's... like a 20-minute ride of <laughs> them singing it over and over. Hey, at least it's in different languages. I definitely <laughs> I def- <laughs> I definitely put on Snapchat a video, and um, then as it was going through, like I put on there, now I can be stuck in your head. About everyone on my Snapchat replied, no. <laughs> was there cursing? No. It was a small world. They yeah. don't cuss. But no, like, I meant like the people responding to oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to do it. You have explicit Only lyrics, small world. Time. <laughs> you have to do it. Beep, 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 beep. It's a blank and small oh, world snap. after all. You have to do it every trip if you're not like only if you're not strapped on time though. One of the things that I wanted to do really quick before we wrap up today um, is, you know, on the last episode with Kevin it was really fun going through our trip, but we kind of went through a lot of things really quickly. So over time, one of the things I think we ought to do is kind of dig into some of our reviews for some of the things that we did or, sure. you know, restaurants, resorts, attractions, different things like in depth because we, we did very high level. But today I wanted to review the Pop Century Resort. None of us had stayed there before. We didn't even walk over there when we stayed at Art of Animation. Yeah. So we it was something we watched the Tim Tracker on YouTube and we saw what it looked like among some other YouTube videos. Let me just ask this really quickly, first of all. What were your expectations before we arrived at the resort? I thought it was going to be more into the decade and our decade areas. I mean, like, yeah, it was, but I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to be more you know, decade-based than it was and had fun things that were from the decades that were like, oh, yeah, nostalgic. Yeah. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like it. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> no expectation. Yeah. That's a good way to do it because you can't be disappointed. Well, I will tell you um, one of the things that I was concerned about was I was going to be bombarded with like old oldies. time music, like, yeah, oldies stuff. And although I don't mind the occasional song, like, 
I don't know what's wrong with me. I get annoyed with certain uh, genres of music very You don't quickly. like doo-wop. I don't. And um, so luckily it wasn't as frequent as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And they definitely played some 90s. Like I totally was feeling like I was in high school when they started playing that. I don't want to wait mm, yeah. for my life Dawson's to Creek. Yeah, that one. Dawson's Creek. And I, I can't sing. I um, like hearing a lot of old music. I like McKenna's doo-wop. A fan. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was really cute. I liked the the feel of having oversized um, icons. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the Play Doh and Lady and Tramp yeah. and even the laptop that's cool stuff you know? so my impression going in of course we stayed at art of animation and my understanding based on everything i'd heard going into that trip was that art of, art of animation was kind of a step above pop century i could see that right so when we went to pop century i definitely expected a drop off from the rooms i now we had seen the videos of the refurbished rooms and i and i actually i felt like i knew what was coming and they were exactly what I expected. Yeah. And I didn't expect them to be like as if they were soundproof. I didn't expect that. And they weren't. Um, here's the biggest thing for me. I expected the main building like the and the everything pop shop and the cafeteria and everything. I expected that to be a tear down from what it was. Really, honestly, I don't think there was any difference, maybe from the food offerings. Right. Well, but but the but the main building with the arcade, the shop, and the cafeteria it was all nice. really comparable to Art of Animation. Really just about the same. I, I think the food was good. And I, really... I will say this. I don't know. I didn't know this. I'm sorry, Garrett, to cut you off, but I didn't know this going in. Essentially, it's exactly the same building as the Art of Animation main building. I, it yes. does look like that, yeah. yeah. I, I really did like the bed. In the room. The Murphy bed? Yeah, I liked how Pulling it pulled it down. down. Yeah, and that was pretty It neat. was also a table. Yeah, and it was easy. You guys could do it one-handed. I know when we pulled the, the bed down at first, was it McKenna who tried to pull it down with yeah, all her might? I was here. I was oh, pull it, it down. Uh, well, she was trying to pull it down, and I tried to stop her from pulling it down because I thought it was going to be really loud, and I thought it was going to break. Yeah, Garrett was scared of the bed whenever we first went in, and he wouldn't let me pull it down. He was like, wait for the parents, wait for the parents, you're going to break it. And then he tried to pull it down himself, and he couldn't do it because he is smaller than me. Yeah, it provides resistance, and it goes down easy. It's slow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I just, I guess I expected... Um, a drop off in the amenities, and there, and I didn't really feel like there was. No, the only thing that I feel like um, was a big change because I feel like even the room size was pretty comparable. Having that Murphy bed when you put it up the next day, it provided a lot of space yeah. in the room. Yeah. Um, the shower was cool. Big TV. Yeah, big TV. Lots but of USB ports. You can hear everybody. Yeah, we could. When we said that to Kevin, he was surprised. I was surprised that he was surprised because, I mean, I I was getting ready one morning and I heard people using the bathroom. Yeah, right. I mean, like I knew that was the thing that stood out to me the on. most. Every time a toilet flushed beside us or above us, I heard it. Yeah, well, every time. I heard what they were doing know, before you, <laughs> they went to the bathroom. But I, sometimes you'd hear that. I I heard the toilet for sure. I, I flushed the toilet. I mean. So let's okay. Let's let's focus in on the room. 
I thought for what we paid for the room, it was nice. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice room. It's clean. I, it, Super cute. I and I, I I said this last time. It's my go-to thing, but the room was built for function. Yeah, it's no frills. I mean, it's it looks clean and modern, but it's just it's just functional. Right, which is fine. You know, and I don't expect I, much more. I pre- I prefer function. You like yeah. You're a function guy. You're a utility guy, and that's fine. Um. It's just if if you go in expecting it to be like really fancy, luxurious, plush. If you were going to that hotel and you expected that, I don't know what your where your brain's at, but but you're not going to get that there. No, no. I like I, I like stairs with drawers. I like beds that fold up. I like closets that house. expand. <laughs> um, I. The room wasn't what I expected because, you know, I didn't really watch the video with you guys. I think you watched it without me. Um, Sorry. It's probably at, like, work or something. But I really guess I expected it to feel like the more like the 50s when I walked in the room. Like 50s themed? Yeah. Like the rooms I thought would we were going to be in, like, a 50s like, it'd be, area. It'd be interesting if they had done like, that. Like, put, put a radio in there. Like, do something, anything. But it just, it when you walked in, it felt modern. Didn't feel like the 50s. They, they should have themed it, like, uh, 50s prime time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have been That's cool. Interesting. I would have been be cool with that. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to stay there. I'm not. <laughs> we, we were joking. We had kind of a 50s experience. We stayed in the 50s building. We went to 50s primetime for dinner, and then we went to Beaches and Cream, which is very 50s. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. definitely... This was a 50s-themed vacation. We definitely went back in time a little. Um, a little. One of the things that I think is a big difference between um, the art of animation and pop century, though, it's... Not necessarily the rooms or, like, that main building, but the pool. The pool at uh, Pop just wasn't as neat as the pool, uh, all of the pools over at um, Art of Animation. Like, I don't know, we we went to the one in the Cars mm-hmm. area. That was a really cool. The Cars pool, pool oh, that stands pool is out. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So they've got the Cars pool and the big blue pool and then the little splashy fins pool and the aerial, the little mermaid area, right. which we didn't really experience, but those two pools were cool. Um, Pop Century has the, um, the like hippy dippy pool, yeah. which is the flower, the bowling pin pool. I like the computer one, but we didn't get to The go computer in. shaped one. Yeah, we, we didn't really spend any time in those pools. Just, we also, just spent time yeah, in the Hippy Dippy pool. We didn't do the bowling pin one. Right. So, I think that I actually think the theming in the bowling pin pool area is pretty cool. I actually like that a lot. The Hippy Dippy pool, it was neat. It had the little flower showers. There were like four of them. Where there, I think there were three. three they're yeah. like, yeah, sprinklers that are kind of going in the pool. Because um, it was five points of the flower. They had, a, around the pool, they had cornhole. They had ping pong. Mm-hmm. And they had, um, I didn't mention, I used the laundry facilities while we were there. Mm-hmm. And Also, at night, they had this inflatable, like, oh, yeah, the projection movies. screen. Movies under the stars kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and they all, were playing Winnie the Pooh. They do that at Art of Animation. Yeah. yeah, you were in the room. Oh, I know they do that. that. I was like, Art of well, Animation. She's Winnie the Pooh. That was cool. Yep. So. I will tell you, this sounds crazy, but um, for the food items, uh, one morning we got 
breakfast out of just the pastry area, and I got that cheese danish. That was a good cheese danish. <laughs> Those donuts were really good, too. I was pretty surprised. I could, I mean, I actually thought several times that I may just want to eat a cheese danish for dinner. <laughs> oh, and I know it was just apples and caramel, but it was still really good. Yeah, we took advantage of that grab and go. Yeah. Um, for sure. So that was good. I was shocked. So the first night we got there, we check in. We got the refillable mugs, which we used a lot. The dinner that I got was like a pastrami sandwich on rye. It was really good. Yeah, I think yours was better than everybody else's. Well, but mine was good too. You got the turkey, turkey. dinner. Yeah. Which and was like, did it have turkey, gravy? Did you get yeah, dressing? It, it was, no, I got green beans, mashed potatoes. The green beans were the, gross. Yeah, I didn't like the green beans, so you can skip those. Um... The mashed potatoes taste a little instant to me, but I also am very spoiled because I make mashed potatoes homemade. You make some good ones. Um, yeah. and but it was good for, you know, yeah. getting a, a mashed potato from a cafeteria. Um, and then the turkey, which was really good. Yeah. Um, and so eating it with the potatoes kind of helped, you know, to yeah. make the potatoes taste a little better. And McKenna got the pot roast. Pot roast was really good. It was good. great. Actually, was the pot roast really, was really wonderful. Good. Yeah. And Garrett, got it with the mashed potatoes, and that yeah. was good together. Yeah, they, yeah, you had a good... I actually thought yours was better than mine. Um, Garrett just got a burger, and, and his burger and my sandwich came with waffle fries. The waffle fries were really good. I was pleased with the waffle fries and the burger. The burger was like... It was a pretty standard burger, in my opinion. Yeah. It wasn't outstanding, but it was good. Yeah. Um, so overall, I, that surprised me because I didn't expect the food to be as good as it was. You yeah. know what I loved? Yeah. The Mickey waffles. Yeah, and of course, m now, next morning we get up, had breakfast at the resort. I got the bouncy platter, which came with Mickey waffles. Garrett had the milk Mickey waffle platter. You got biscuits and gravy. And eggs, yeah. And eggs. Because I just wanted some kind of egg yeah. thing and i like gravy with my eggs rate the biscuits and gravy i mean i also make biscuits <laughs> yeah, and gravy you do which is why you could be a tough grader <laughs> um and i really like my gravy i you know learned it from my mom and my grandmother um and have learned to perfect perfect it of yeah. my own so i'm pretty partial to what i make because i feel like with the family history it tastes pretty good this was fine. I actually didn't, I didn't like, hate it. I didn't like the gravy. I didn't hate it. I it's not amazing, but it I it it satisfied what I wanted at the moment. Yeah. McKenna, what did you eat for breakfast that day? You just got donuts, Donut didn't holes you? And yeah. some apples. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um so that was cool. One of the things we should mention is with the refillable mugs, there's only one root beer fountain. Yeah, and, and, and if, you, if you're a big Mellow Yellow fan or a Mountain Dew fan, like I am because I like the caffeine, <laughs> you have to walk all the way over to Art of Animation to get it because they don't have it at yeah, Pop Century. That's what I wanted to mention. Maybe no the Mellow price Yellow. is lower just because they don't have Mellow Yellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. I actually really enjoyed their teas that they had. Mm -hmm. um, they had like a white tea. And then green tea, and then like of course unsweet black tea, yeah. which is what I drank most of. But I did enjoy the green and the white tea a lot. Yeah. So we were in building one, 
uh, in the 50s building, and we were we were kind of in the wing that was closest to the main building. So for us, you heard us talk about Art of Animation. When we stayed in the Little Mermaid uh, room, we were a significant distance away from the main building, and so it was a real pain to walk to transportation, walk to the food court, all that kind of stuff. We were very close this time. It, it was less than a five-minute walk for us to get to the... Well, like two. It was, it was like really two close. minutes. So that was really nice. Um, so then the other thing I wanted to ask about was, was just overall theming around the outdoor, uh, you know, the, the landscaping, the, the giant larger-than-life icons around the property. What did you think of the, the theming overall? Really cool. Not enough theming. I've Not been enough. harping on well, this. Well, you're saying in the I rooms, like right? Any, even outside. Like it's a. I don't know. I th- I expected something different. Okay. The foosball so, ball should have moved. <laughs> they have a giant foosball cool. table. It was cool. I liked the lady and the tramp, and I liked Blue. Just not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, so I I think that. The um, big things that they had, you know, like Lady and the Tramp and stuff, that was all really cool. But I thought that some of the things that were stuck to the side of the buildings, mm-hmm. like the people Like the silhouettes stuff, of the dancing yeah, people. Yeah, and, and like the flowers and stuff. The Pac-Man a, stuff was cool. Pac-Man was cool, but it was a little generic. Um, yeah. It looked like something that they were like... We need to do something here, and yeah. they were like, "Why don't we just throw this on here?" And our our building had transistor radios that looked like cigarette packs. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> to me, they were kinda, stuck to the sides like the rails of the different floors. It kind of was. I don't know. It's it's fine. They our should have s- had real foosball tables near the giant foosball table. Oh, I wanted to ask you this while we, we skipped this while you're we talking about food, the pedals bar. Yeah. Would, um, how? Give me your review of the Pedals Bar. Don't buy a mixed drink because they don't put any alcohol in it, and then they charge you thirteen dollars. The drinks are expensive, and they were very sweet. Yeah, really, really sweet. It's yeah. a lot of the soda more than it is the actual liquor. Yeah. Um, but I, what did I get? I got a pineapple something. I don't know. I couldn't have it. I yeah. remember that. Um, I don't even remember what I got, but I remember thinking, this is really sweet, and I don't drink sweet drinks very often. I drink a lot of beer and stuff. I like sweet Um, drinks. Well, you don't drink alcohol. Yeah, but I like, like, fruity Yeah, well, (laughs) you would like these when you're 21. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I mean, I think that it's, it's nice to have the convenience of that store there. But we brought in some beers from when we were at the beach, and that was even better because I had stuff in the room. So I was bringing up the menu really quick for the Petals Pool Bar because I wanted to... I'm trying to remember what I ordered. I had that blueberry blueberry lemonade. Yeah. And it was... I didn't like it. It was too much. Yours tasted gross to me, to be honest. It it was syrupy. I... It it was just not pleasant. It, there there was, was something about it that just grossed me out. It was fine. It just needed more vodka. It needed something. Did I get the Captain's Mai Tai? Is that what I had? Maybe. I think that's what it was. And I, I remember they stuck up. There was a big old slice of pineapple on the side. Yeah. Yeah. That So the Captain's Mai Tai was ten seventy five. 
your blueberry lemonade is eleven twenty-five, and drinks in general, mixed drinks are expensive in, on Disney property. But honestly, not worth it. Yeah, I I would skip it. Yeah, um, bring in your own. And um, the other food item that we didn't talk about was dessert. Right. Tie-dye so cheesecake. The tie-dye cheesecake. We didn't really talk that much about it. I really liked it. I thought it was good. It was fine. I it tasted like cheesecake. It was it was cheesecake. It was cheesecake. I, I got chocolate pudding with chocolate and gummy worms. Yep. <laughs> so you got dirt. It's like a dirt pudding. Uh, and it was really good. It was good. What did you get? Um, I had a whoopie pie, and <laughs> it was uh like yellow cake with chocolate in the middle, and then it had like a little bit of chocolate icing. It was chocolate icing in the middle and chocolate icing. So it's like a an inside out cupcake or something. I don't know yeah. how you would call it, but it was so good. Yours was good. Yeah, I remember yours being really good. Um, mine was way better than the cheesecake. No, I like the cheesecake. Um, but I don't eat cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some things we didn't mention. You can also get a fried half chicken for dinner from the Everything Pop. McKenna got the pot roast. There's seared salmon, house-made meatloaf, a carved rotisserie tur- turkey breast, which is what you got, mm-hmm. and seasonal risotto. And by the way, the turkey breast, they still have the skin on that. And um, when she cut it, they didn't give me any skin. And I almost was like, uh, hey. you left the flavor. Hey. <laughs> you left the flavor behind, lady. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. The uh, let me just tell you this: the uh, carved rotisserie turkey breast twelve twenty nine, the pot roast was eleven ninety nine, my pastrami on marble rye was eleven ninety nine, and then Garrett just had a burger, yeah. which it it was. I don't know if we got you the kids' burger or not. I can't. I remember. don't think so. We what, stopped. Yeah. Him kids. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention is you'll see a lot of times um, when you're on Disney property, they'll say kids recommended for like twelve and under or something. It doesn't matter. They'll no. let adults order the kids. Yeah. It, they don't. It, they're not going to card you or say you look more than. Tw-. They they don't care. No, they you're don't allowed care to do that. So that's that's just a tip because portions are large. Even at the Everything Pop food court, everything we got was in large amounts. Like yeah, we definitely could have shared. I did not need to eat that whole pastrami on rye. But it was too did much. It, but I and did. I'm proud of you. I did. <laughs> I was a member of the Clean Plate Club. I should have got a sticker that night too. So all right. In summary. Considering food, theming, rooms, the amenities that it offered, the pool, the arcade, everything like that, let's rate it. Uh, first of all, rate it on a out of let's say out of ten, ten stars. That's that's a lot of stars, but out of ten stars, I, I like having broader or, or larger ranges because it gives a little more flexibility. So, uh, McKenna, what would you rate it out of ten? The McKenna rating six and a half. It's not bad. Yeah. It was good. I was going to say six to seven. Six to seven, six and a half. Okay. So my stars are contingent on budget. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to factor that in. If with a budget that like we wanted to spend more on like food and nice restaurants and stuff and getting souvenirs and things, which we were able to do because we saved the money. Like pop is definitely like an eight for me for that. Wow. But wow! But if I could Wowie. spend, if wow. I could spend the extra money, I would go somewhere else. An eight is such a high rating. Yeah. I am so even serious. factoring value in. I, I am so serious. I would stay there again. 
And I think it's the little touches. So there, another thing that we didn't talk about really, but it, it was something that kind of stood out for me. And it's the little like details and the people there and stuff. Um, there were some they, lovely people there. Yeah, they did the water the art. The water art, yeah, on, the janitors. Yeah, the janitors, they drew like the characters mm-hmm. on the ground in water. Even though that's going to dry up, you know, they still did it. And yeah. I thought that was so cool. I I thought the place was I, nice. Uh, the food was great. I really liked the moment where there were like 20 ducks i think it was 11 11 ducks i have a picture of that they moved they moved it was me and daddy were at the front right next to the cafe and they were doing tie-dye yeah, they and were doing the their tie-dye. Event. We're really interested in the tie-dye. There were 11 ducks there. Yeah. So several times throughout the week they do a little tie tie-dye thing where you can come and pay money and tie-dye a shirt with with a Mickey head on it. And uh while we were there, me and Garrett were sitting at a table. Were were we eating? What were we doing? I had my chocolate thing. Oh yeah, you were eating your dessert. It was when you were on your call. Yeah. That's what it was. So that's mm-hmm. why we were outside. So we're sitting outside the food court. And there was an entourage, an army of ducks. There were like there were eleven or twelve. They were all female ducks. And they and they were they were hanging out at one table, and then they just came marching on. There was a little duck parade that went right under our table. That's great. And they went over to tie dye shirts. I guess is where they they were were like sniffing the yeah the the table. So that was a big deal for Garrett because he's a big duck fan. I seriously though, serious back to my point. If you want to save some money on the resort side of things go to pop i think it's really so this is something i was going to ask everybody first let me give you mine i would say a six i'd give it a six out of ten and that's not bad it's just that my scale i'm also factoring in i would give a place you know like so i've stayed at the contemporary so i can rate it to me that's more like an eight or nine well okay so i'm saying for the money just looking inside but uh ten But if I'm saying that I have money to spend and I can go somewhere else and I'm not worried about the value, I'm saying for value people, go there. It's great. Yeah, you're talking on a different scale. Like if we're just talking value. If I, if I'm going to like, if I can spend the extra money, definitely would go somewhere else because we went to some other places. So this is an interesting question. So this is probably something just for the parents because kids, you guys... Well, McKenna's now getting into the budgeting. She's got a job. She's she has to budget her money. For the value, for the value, I would give it a seven. I would give Art of Animation an eight. Yeah, well, Art of Animation's definitely over pop, but yeah. it's cheaper at pop. Yeah, well, and, it and, is, and it's exactly the same. Yeah, except for like a few little some thi- of the details. The I like the theming of Art An- Art of Animation better because I'm you, into animation. If they were equal, would you say Art of Animation or Pop? Oh, probably Art of Animation. Kenna. Um, hmm, Art of Animation, yeah. Art of Animation, they've got Mellow Yellow, they won me over. (laughs) And I would too. I I like the theming of Art of Animation better. Yeah, okay, you're right, but but it's not the same But it's a little more, Yeah. and Little Mermaid rooms are far away. Yeah, and we we were really close too, that was nice. So all, 
most of Art of Animation is family suites. Yeah. So if you don't want a family suite and you want the value price, you're staying at Little Mermaid rooms and those are far away. So that's it's a factor. Yeah. You have to walk all the way through the Lion King area to get to to the aerial Little Mermaid rooms. And we were really close to our We room. were very, very... We had a preferred room, which was $10 more to get a preferred room every night. And that put us very close to the main building. So. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you've got a budget, you. I'm not trying not, to hate on it. I'm really no, not. I know, but if you got a budget, that's that's yeah. not a bad place to go. Yeah, I get it. But I also really, really, really want to stay at like oh gosh, Wilderness was, Lodge or Contemporary. Yeah, or, yeah, I definitely want to go to somewhere like that. Yeah, I was telling our friend Nick on uh, Instagram, we were we were having a chat, and he. Um, he was at the Wilderness Lodge, actually, the day that we went. He was mad at us. Oh. I'm very sorry, Nick. I send you my apologies that we didn't message you the day we were at Wilderness yeah, Lodge because that that's where his family was staying. Really cool. Um, but I told him that based on all the resort touring that we did on this trip, we have now added Port Orleans, Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge, and Polynesian to the places that we have to stay. You've added Polynesian. Hey, I'm not the only fan. <laughs> I added Polynesian. Okay, fine. Yeah. I... We'll keep pushing Port Orleans. We're going to do I Port Orleans. Tiana's so pushing cool. Contemporary and Wilderness Lodge. And personally, I'd like to stay Caribbean Beach someday. So you got to add that on there. Oh, and no. You don't want to stay Caribbean Beach? We didn't go to it. I'm talking about... I think it looks cool. Oh, that I'm thinking of the other one. Beach Club. The next... If we had to go for a lower price point the next time we go, I would be arguing for Caribbean Beach or Port Orleans. And hopefully the Skyliner's open and it stops at Caribbean Beach. Oh. That's why I would push for that one well, and plus they have pirate rooms pirate rooms do they have pirates nice i'm a pirate i would bring my um no. oh, okay. <laughs> i'd bring my rum with me oh well yes and pirate music <laughs> do bring the rum <laughs> what's pirate music i would shanties pirate music. shanties are pirates shanties. there you go all right we're we're blabbering on at this point i think we should cut it off so Last chance. Any final words before we wrap up for today? Any Remy the Rat? Remy the Rat! All right. We'll end it with that. So thank you all once again for listening. We appreciate you following along with us, riding on the monorail every week. If you want to interact with us, you know how to do it. We're on all the social medias. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're it, on YouTube? Yeah, we're on YouTube. Please ah. excuse the clacking Send me of the, the dog's rats. feet. Yeah, just uh, if you go to YouTube, every every other place it's Monday Morning Monorail. If you can't find us that way, it's Morning Monorail. Morning Monorail on Twitter. And we have a voicemail that no one has called yet. Hey, call the voicemail. Call us, people. Oh, one more request while I'm fussing at everybody. Don't fuss at them. Love them. Please, please, please. You. Please, please. No. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. It would make such a difference for us it helps us so much it helps people find us oh yeah it helps us show up on um lists four on... five star well, we take five, five star absolutely I, I five star. Five. Five. i'm not five. gonna complain about five a five star, star review you know what i'm saying if you're gonna leave a one move along one star. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> leave kidding. a one dedicate it to remy the rat please oh. <laughs> no, no. no let's do a five five star reviews and then tell a friend we are trying very hard to expand the audience. If you're enjoying what you hear here, you and you, you know, are having a good time with us. We would love to expand the audience, and the best way to do that is word of mouth. So we appreciate you spreading the good word. Yeah. 
Last thing. While we were at Art, um, not Art of Animation, while we were at Pop Century, we discovered a new channel that we wanted to watch the whole time we were in the room. <gasps> yeah. The classic cartoon channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was so cool. That was, a, that was pretty it cool. It plays all the new, the new style of the Mickey shorts. It's so cute, too. The, and they're so good. They're uh-huh. so funny. We went to bed every night with <laughs> that really on. They're really funny. And in every mickey show cycle they play one where it's in a different language and i think that's really that's, cool it is really yeah. cool that they yeah. do that also, yeah. they had a japanese nowadays one. slapstick is got has gotten pretty cringy but they do it really well they do a good job with it it's funny i, I really enjoy those so we weren't watching as much resort tv we watched a lot of classic cartoon channel and it was it's fun cute. it yeah. was good so that's our recommendation all right we're out of here the monorail is coming to a stop for Monday, August the 13th. Thank you all for listening once again. We will see you next week. Bye! Me, 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 me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all real soon.